On this episode, John Maddox speaks with productivity coach and top producing realtor, Tina King. Tina has over 26 years of experience selling real estate and is known for her ability to drastically increase production on an individual and company basis. Listen closely as the two speak about how you can hack your schedule, get attention on LinkedIn, and much, much more. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. Listen in as CEO John Maddox of Fund Loans reveals tips, secrets, and origination ideas to fill your pipeline with million-dollar opportunities. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Tina King. How are you doing today, Tina? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. It's fun. The sun's finally out, so it's made a... It's been a little toasty the last couple of days, for it, sure. It has, and we've we've needed it. I know we needed rain here in California, but sun is also needed, so Yeah, that's I was good. getting a little on the depressed side there for a minute. It does. It affects your mood, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, being in the cloud, like cloudy days all the time, like, yeah. does that affect, you know, I know as a, as a coach, like, did, does that affect... I mean, it affects people's moods. So moods affect sales, right? Like, tell us about how that might. Well, my first correlate. rule is you can't be moody. Yeah. <laughs> Get over yourself, right? Yeah. Cloudy or, or raining or whatever we're going through, we have to keep going. We yeah. have to keep moving through it. So and that kind of comes back to you not being a you know you actually taking charge of your own reality or your own life right like one of my mentors said you know and whether it be a cloudy day or pressure or things aren't working right you just press harder right you press through it so yeah that's what i teach that's good it's hard but it it's doable well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, do you want to know the business side of me or the personal side of me? Let's no. Let's let's hear a little about the business side. Okay. Yeah. Business side. To almost twenty-seven years now in the business, um, and I started out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Keller Williams came to town, and we all joined them. We were with a company called Realty Executives at the time, and I was in alignment with another top producer there, and I was fairly new at the time, so I was his buyer's agent. Okay. And um, so we all went over to Keller Williams, and then um, I really. I always, um, I was anti-education and anti-coaching at mm, the time. So yeah, I wasn't into it. It wasn't for me. I just wanted to go, go, go. I'm super type A. Yep. And uh, so then what happened was, is I was very successful mm-hmm. and doing really well. And Keller has a big educational model, right? So yeah. I started kind of paying attention and because people were passing me up in production. And I started paying attention to that. And I thought to myself, maybe I should look into this. So I started getting into it and learning the systems and the models and mm-hmm. how to run a true business versus just seat of my pants. Right. And it literally lit my business on fire. Wow. Um, and then I started building my own team after a certain time and I've aligned myself with other, other professionals throughout the years um, as business partners. I'm kind of a team player. Mm-hmm. So I really like to do things with other people versus just the lone arranger person that I... Right that a lot of people like to be. Um, and to me, together we're more successful. So that always worked out well for me. Um, so anyway, I became like a productivity coach with them. That's fast forward quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And we created that model um, around some other people across the nation that were trying some things out. And I sat down with my, uh, at the time, team leader at the Keller Williams office, and we put our heads together. And we put our heads together on that, and we, we created this model, and we just tried it. And within a year, the company dollar just went through the roof. Um, We increased it by, I don't remember what the percentage was, but it was pretty high. And then the national um, Keller Williams took notice and made it part of their model. And then some other great folks at MAPS Coaching took it to a whole nother level and it just went crazy from there. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. 
is my name on a plaque somewhere because of it? No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I was part of that chain that needed to happen to create that model, and we just we made it very successful. So I'm pretty excited about that. That was yeah. a really good lift in my career, um, and it catapulted me into more of the management, more mm-hmm. coaching. Took me out of sales at that point, um, and then I did that for almost you know. 10 years of with different companies throughout, you know, coaching and leading, regional management, mm-hmm. management, mm-hmm. growing companies. Um, my favorite is turnarounds. When there's a company in trouble, yep. um, my favorite is turnarounds. And there's one specific one that was not doing well here in San Diego, mm-hmm. doing well in other parts of the country. We were literally number 41 out of 41. Wow. offices in the nation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got in the seat and took it from a negative million in revenue to eight and a half million in revenue in the first year. Awesome. And so there's different ways that I was able to accomplish that coming from a strong Keller Williams background that was mm-hmm. really helpful for me. So that's awesome. So do you take, um, so is that the only time you've done that where you've taken a company from negative to positive or have you, you've gone around and done that with I've other done companies? A startup. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a startup, but a startup in a in a region yep. uh, from another company that's very successful in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and they were doing pretty well in Orange County. And then they decided they wanted San Diego, so nice. I started San Diego from you know the ground up, finding the offices, the leasing, the recruiting. I was also a branch manager, got it to a certain level of success, mm-hmm. and then they handed the baton to someone else, which is fine. Yeah, um, and then that took me back into the market of sales at that right. moment, but I was okay with that. I did get it to a level of success, probably not where they want it, mm-hmm. but I did get it to a place where now somebody else could take it to the next level. That's cool. Well, I mean, there's there's certain strengths people have, right? Like some people are starters, and some people are uh, growers, and some people are you know managers, and some people are you know that can sustain uh, you know uh, something great. And that's then the, boring. Yeah, that's boring for, so, for certain people, right? Some people might love it, but yeah. but for someone like you, I could see where that you know your your drive and your ambition is is what drives you to grow things. The right? challenge, yeah, right. And so turn things it, around, right, from from a negative it's point. It's totally yeah. a challenge. And I love that part of it. It is hard on me, mm-hmm. but I think it would be boring if it wasn't. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So you sold a lot of homes. Um, you've worked with a ton of realtors, like you said. And uh, what would you say is kind of like a theme <clears throat> across a bunch of salespeople? Like, what is a theme of of something that's actually changed their business? Is there is there a... I wouldn't say like a secret, but is there something that really makes a difference kind of across, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that you've done? Is it, is it a mindset? Is it, is it just working harder? What, is there something that that's kind of a theme to the goal making is not to work harder? Of course. Right. Um, some people think it is, they want to, you know, like a go forward like a bull and they mm-hmm. think it'll just all work out and everything's breaking around them. Right. They'll have some success, but they'll, they'll end up burning out. Mm-hmm. And so really um, the educational piece that I learned, obviously the proper training, right? right? Uh, there's a there's a level of people out there that, or a class of people in, in our industries that will get stuck in the training side, like, you know, the perpetual student. Right. Um, why they get stuck there, I, I don't really know. Um, they may not have the success level that others will take. I believe in taking a sip of education and going out and trying it and failing. Yeah. You know? You got to fail, yeah. Yeah, and there will be some success in that as well, but mm-hmm. failure is part of it, right? Failing Forward by John Maxwell, it's, right. it's a great book. Uh, so, you know, the common theme for change and for them to get it is the education piece, making mm-hmm. sure they're trained. Now, right. you've got some top producers, and then you've got a whole nother level below that, right? So right. it's a different mentality, mm-hmm. right? You've got great mindset, 
for the most part on the top end mm -hmm. because they've already done the education piece. They've got the confidence level. They've got the success under the belt. They've got the performance habits. They've got those things. Right. Where they need work is just consistency and leverage. Mm -hmm. Like we talked earlier before we went online about get the housekeeper, right. buy your groceries online, sure. plan your family vacations, don't mow over your family because divorce happens. Yeah. So there's some balancing act that we have to do at the top, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I, I also believe education doesn't stop for, for the top producer. Right, continued. Your, yeah, your mid-level folks, um, you know, in San Diego, I would say your people doing six to maybe 20 transactions, mm -hmm. somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. Those folks are in need of some assistance. They're in need of some education around business. Yep. P&L, um, setting up a real business and making sure that they're doing and putting in systems in place mm -hmm. and and then maybe hiring their first assistant. So there's a level there that we want to look at. We call them tiers. I'm actually a coach at this time with an organization called Club Wealth. Okay. And so we, we do everything in tiers. Okay. So I'm in tier uh, three now with my business partner, Siri Rall, and we're in tier three coaching. And what that is, is a certain level of transactions. A tier four coach is our coach. Mm -hmm. So they've been there where we were and they're they're above us. Got so it. there's different needs at each level. Our level now is recruiting. Okay. So at a tier three level, you know, how, 75 plus transactions. How important is it to get a personal assistant? Like if you're a, let's say you're just a, you know, a high producing loan officer or even you're just a mid level producing loan officer. Do you think that by hiring yourself an assistant, even though you maybe can't afford it yet or you can't, you know, you don't maybe have a, a full time job for them yet. Is, is that a smart thing to do? Hire yes. someone? Tell us why. Why? Because you need that time leverage and you need to clear your mind so you can do the dollar productive activities. Right. I'm kind of a handy person. So mm -hmm. just a quick example of my life. I had some ring floodlights I wanted to put up. I could do it. Right. Pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But if they sat in the box for six months. <laughs> I hired an electrician, mm -hmm. paid him $125, and I stood there and watched him do it while I was, you know, setting up a listing appointment. Right. So it's just... You got to make those kind of decisions, and it may mean more time with your family. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. Which is priceless. Right. It is priceless. So by me not doing the grocery shopping mm -hmm. for an hour, hour and a half, or whatever that is, right? I could be home with them. Yeah. You know, having a nice meal or whatever. So, you got to think that through, and yes, spend a little money because you're going to make a lot more. Just right, cut right. out all the fat of right. your life. It's important. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Some of us, it just, it takes that extra push, like, okay, do it, go get an assistant or hire somebody because, you know, like you said, we're hand, a lot of us are hands-on people. We do a, like, I'll just do it myself. But then if we do that and we continue to do that, we never have a chance to grow or to, to scale or leverage. Like you said, that's, um, that's very good advice. Well, I just want you to know, I learned that the hard way because I'm the one who wants to fix it all, do it all, be yeah. it all. Right. right. Um, not for the attention of it, but just that's how I'm wired. Right. And it's been really, it's been really hard. My business partner, Siri Rowell, actually me being a coach and helping others with that has been great, but I need a coach too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I have one mm -hmm. plus Siri, my business partner, she's more systems focused. Mm -hmm. We probably have one of the best set up business organizations for a small organization than I've seen in some of even the largest companies I've run. Yeah. I've run some of the largest companies in the nation. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, we have I have a realtor that I'm aligned with now and this goes for the mortgage process with teams or whatever. Make right. sure you have systems in place <laughs> for the business side to leverage your time as well. That's good. And technology. So she, technology, technology yeah. yeah, technology, whether it be a, a really robust CRM mm -hmm. or, you know, in automatic drip systems, you know, just that simple kind of stuff right. that 
many people don't even know. Yeah. Um, and you know, your sphere of influence, how do you stay in touch with the people that you've already done business with depending on, you know, whether you're on the broker side or, mm-hmm. or wherever you're at. So yeah, got to have those systems or you're not going to do it. You're going to just think about it. It's going to take up way too much mind share for you. <laughs> right. Right. The last, the last, um, podcast that we did, Johnny, was um, with with someone who really, really preached that we should get, you should get a coach. So if you're in the mortgage business and you're a mortgage broker, he was like, you need a coach. He's like, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is get a coach. And what what do you know? We have a coach here sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. So right on. So hire me. I'm <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so, so but tell us why. I mean, he, he told us a little bit why, but um, I'd love to hear from a coach's perspective. Why is it worth the money to, to, to hire a coach? Well, first, before we go there, a coach, what kind of coach? Right. Well, I business think the mis- sales coach. Right? But I think the mistake is, mm-hmm. is it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to, and I'm not going to name company names, but there are, there's a coaching organization that's pretty big. And basically all they're going to say to you is how many calls did you make? How many this, how many of that? What are you going to do differently next week? Right. And that's as far as it goes. Maybe that's the type of coach somebody needs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other coaches that will dig into the systems. So I believe that you elevate from one style of coach to another at the lower level of product productive production, excuse me, of salespeople, whether it be mm-hmm. in mortgage or in real estate, mm-hmm. I would say you need that accountability coach. Yeah. You need somebody who's going to kick you in the butt and the word, and just to put it all together for you on the other question you asked me for all levels, consistency is what helps people get to the next place. Consistency, consistency in the yeah. right activities. Right, right. Right. So it's very simple. So that coach may be that person to instill that in them and help them build the right habits. Mm-hmm. The next level might be that mid-range where now we're teaching or coaching, excuse me, and teaching, because coaches do teach um, the systems and the leverage and how to hire properly and those kind of things. So yeah. you have to find that kind of coach for the level that you're at. Or and the level you want to get to. Mm-hmm. So that to me is is very important because people will say coaching didn't work for me. Okay, yeah. well what did they? Do? Well, they just told me to make calls. <laughs> okay, well I make my calls already. Okay, well mm-hmm. then that wasn't the right coach. Right. Or right. maybe the right coaching organization. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even like the top top people that you can think of, like Tony Robbins, has a coach. You know, I mean, like other in in there. So coaches even have coaches, right? Because you believe in that. You believe that that's gonna help you do what you need to do. I mean, I think for a lot of people out there that might be like, oh, I don't need a coach, right? They just blow it off. But um, and and you know, we're not here selling anything. I'm not trying to push anyone's coaching. But no. I mean. I, I've I've personally had a coach maybe once in my life. I don't have one right now, but it's certainly something I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about getting myself an assistant. So if you guys know anyone that's uh, that's a great assistant, please send them my way. <laughs> um, but also a coach, like someone that, that can really get me to a, a next level, you know, because right. we all can inc- improve. The sky's the limit. Um, so I think that's great advice. And, and your and, coach needs to also show you what a great assistant is. Somebody could walk in here and you're like, I love that person. They are so awesome. They're like me. Mm -hmm. Don't hire them, right? Because you need someone not like you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's some, you know, assessments out there like the DISE and that are helpful right. for those kind of things. And they can teach you if they know their stuff, what mm-hmm. you need to look for in, in that in hiring process. Mm-hmm. Or in a, in a assistant. That's good. That's really good. Um, so 
let's talk about, um, I mean, I think our viewers really interested in, in referrals, right? So like we, we do jumbo loans. We're trying to find jumbo loans out there. You know, people buy leads, people go, obviously go to the, the, to the regular low hanging fruit, like go find their local agent, you know, and, and try to get referrals from them. What, like, what is some, some cool places that you've seen agents get referrals from? Or mortgage people get mortgage, referrals. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, right. business. Okay, so um, the first line I was going to say out of my mouth was, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Right. But That's a good line. And I've seen that on people's signatures, right? Like, right. Is that a Brian Buffini thing? It is Brian Buffini, yeah. but it works. Yeah. And it's not the only, that's just the tip of the iceberg or what needs to be done. Right. Um, so in building a referral business, it's a longer growth to do that. Right. Everybody wants the now business. Yeah. The now loans. So there are many top producers that I've coached that have no clue about how to get referrals. Yeah. Some just come to them just because of, they've been in the business and they've yeah. helped the generations of the family and it just happens. Mm -hmm. But they are not taking a proactive approach towards their database that they have a gold mine in already. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a huge mistake. And they're spending $150,000 a year on leads. And they're or not more. paying attention to their existing database. Is that what you're saying? Right. So they're just taking the, the quick stuff that comes to them, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and that that is across the board for mortgage folks. That's across the board. It's a mentality of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I believe in both and on that. I believe in having a database of of enriching relationships. Right. So if it's mortgage, you're out there building relationships with agents. So mm -hmm. how do we do that? Yeah. So we need to back up to that, right? Mm -hmm. How do I even penetrate that market? Like. Mm -hmm. Do I go stand in the caravan at the back wall and hope to get a <laughs> eye contact with somebody? Right. Maybe that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. You got to get out there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, do some. Yeah, you got to do a lot of things. Yeah. So relationship building, something like you're doing, providing value to your to your industry, yeah. is going to bring people to you because they see that you have um, you're bringing them value. Mm -hmm. So items of value, what is that for a mortgage person to give to the industry? Right. It might be just a rates video that they do or, mm -hmm. you know, video is pretty big right now. It might be something like, but it has to be, I said the word earlier, consistent. Yeah. You can't just do one video on Instagram and be like, ah, it didn't really work for me. I didn't get any, I got a couple likes and exactly. nobody called me. You're like, well, nobody called you because you only did one. Yeah. You so know? that's ground level. You have to build that. Right. And start getting the value out there and getting some attention. Tension, right. So mm -hmm. if you don't already have success under your belt, you're really going to have to double down on that. Right. OK. Success will help you grow relationships because people's heads are starting to turn. Yeah. Right. want to work with people that are successful. We're huge on Yelp. Yeah. We get three to five transactions a month on Yelp. Some people are anti Yelp, but we have amazing reviews. So reviews mm -hmm. are another aspect that you want to point your target at and right. really work on getting some reviews built up. Um, I used to just basically throw my reviews away back back in the day because <laughs> there was there wasn't really a platform. I'm sure I'm super old, everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> you look old. Thanks. But I am. So, um, you know, back then it was like it didn't really it was like, oh, I'll put it on my letterhead and, you yeah. know, send it out on my monthly mailing. Frame it, put it up. I didn't really yeah. know what to do with it, right, it right. you know, uh, but now there's all these platforms that are available mm -hmm. that you LinkedIn, can Yelp, LinkedIn's Google fantastic. Reviews. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a way to find clients and build relationships on LinkedIn. Right. You know, just looking for commonalities in LinkedIn. Um, that's how we do it as realtors or some do not very mm -hmm. many, but we do. You go on LinkedIn, you find commonality, whether it be a hobby or whether it be something to do with the business or you're up, you're, you know, you're into boating, whatever that might be. How do you connect? Get, how do you get someone's attention on LinkedIn though? Because I'll be honest with you. I, I have LinkedIn. I have a lot of 
quote unquote friends on LinkedIn, but I get hit up on LinkedIn every single day, 10, 20 emails a day. Sure. And most of them I would, I glance at, I don't even give them more than two seconds because there's just so, there's so much content that they put in there. Like they put links and they put, you know, hi, it looks like a copy paste message, right? Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how would you, I mean, I know how I, not your problem. Right. But their problem. Their problem. (laughs) Somebody else did it. (laughs) Like I know how to reach someone on LinkedIn, uh, or at least I, at least know how to improve my odds of, of reaching someone on LinkedIn. I would love to hear a coach's perspective perspective on that. Okay. Um, a, a proven method is again, backing up to find something in your searches of commonality. Mm. Okay. So you have to do a little work before you, you have to do some work ahead of time. Copy, paste, send. Absolutely. Right? I've, I've actually taught a class on this. So you have to do some work and then you design the message accordingly. So it's, it's work, right? People don't, it's, it's consistency like, on there too. It's work and consistency. What I see is a lot of laziness. People just copy pasting and playing the numbers game, right? Somebody's going to respond. Maybe. You know, maybe. I don't. But they don't. I don't. And the, and the ones that you want to get don't respond. Right. They just pass you over, right? When no. actually there's, there could be something there that could be beneficial and add value. Right. If, if, if they could catch my attention and I had to read it and that it made sense for me to engage, right? I'd be like, and this is just an example because I used to ride a Harley years ago. Cool. Uh, this is just a quick example, <laughs> right? So I put it up there, um, you know, find people who are in the industry if I were looking for that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, other realtors, if I was in mortgage and I would have a picture of my Harley and I would send that out and a personal message to them. I would connect and see if they will connect with me and say, let's go on a day ride sometime. Nice. You know, I live in the, I live in Encinitas or whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and if they don't respond, they don't respond, but it's, it's still not that one hit. It's next yeah. time you go back with congratulations or happy birthday or, you know, some way mm-hmm. of shaping a connection, Yeah. right? And you have to, not just one person, you have to do a good handful because there's going to be a percentage that don't, they just don't respond no matter what right. you do. You're busy. Um, but if you get one or two or three that you never had before and now it results in a huge transaction or two mm-hmm. or just building a great relationship and now they, it's not really about them, it's about who they know, yeah. right? Who are they going to refer to you, right? Mm-hmm. Who's in their circle? Uh, I had a realtor come to me the other day and um, we were looking at her to join the company and um, we have a small brokerage that we've started as well as our amazing team that we have. Nice. Um, but she came to us the other day and she said, you know what, I, I have a database of people and this is the mentality thing for even mortgage folks. Mm-hmm. I have a database of people, but I don't think they have very much money and da 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 da. I go, you know what? It's who they know. Yeah. Right? Right. Brian Maffini, I think, tells a story or used to on stage about a janitor, you know, that he befriended mm-hmm. and built a relationship and then ended up referring a ton of people <laughs> to him, right? You never know and you can't judge a book you, by its There's cover. no judgment. Yeah. Yeah, there's no judgment. There's just connection. And you right. and it's there's no no boundaries to that. You just you never connect. know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And you can't judge a book by its cover. Like we've had <clears throat> times when we've gone into brokers' offices and you know, you might have a, a person sitting there, you know, in, in, a, in a small little desk and they're not the boss, they're not the manager, they're just a you know, loan officer. And you know, it's so easy to walk by them. You know, they maybe they're wearing shorts and a yeah. hat and you just don't think that they're doing much business. Yeah. Vans. <laughs> but but you know, and then and then you go and talk to them and then they have like five, you know, loans on their desk and they're the exact you know, so you, you gotta I think you're right, you can't you can't just uh, judge a book by its cover and you can't, um, you know, you've got to reach out with commonality and just 
right? Like you gotta just, you just gotta, it's more of consistency. It's a and, process. Yeah. So it is a long game. Yeah. Okay. You gotta play the long game. However, right. it needs to be happening while you're hitting the now business. Right. So to me, it's a both and balance. Um, if you're so focused on buying the leads and, you know, trying to get your 3% or whatever your conversion rates are, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but you are going to get what comes at you. Yeah. And a lot of times it's people you don't even want to work with. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So let's build <laughs> a couple a, of those. Let's build a business that's going to be fun right. over time. And you're gonna take and pick from those people from the now business and go, I want to repeat those people yeah. five times. So now you put them in your attention database and you're going to stay in touch with them and there's items of value or videos that you send out to them or a newsletter something that keeps in front of them Mm -hmm. that continues to bring value to those people long after the transaction's over the majority of realtors and probably i would say mortgage folks next Mm -hmm. right what was their (laughs) name again they don't mean to right they're busy next thing is happening right Uh, however that's where systems come into play again Right, we got to have some systems in place to help mm-hmm. you with those things, um, and so it might take some investment of money, investment of time. Most Type A people like myself don't want to deal with that, so right. hire somebody to do it. Yeah, but you do can. it. You can hire someone that's really good at paying attention to detail and going after and finding the the commonalities that you have between people. Right, mm-hmm. that would be a great job for for someone that <clears throat> could be an assistant and could look on LinkedIn for. Oh, you know, you like Harley's, so they go find me all the real estate agents or all the mortgage people that also like Harley's and this and go on Facebook and then you give me a list and then you can go, yeah. I mean, it's your it next assignment sense. for your business development right. manager if you have one here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. It's it's really like I think it, it takes a little bit of brain power, a little bit of thinking, a little bit of planning, a little bit of energy and effort and um, It's not rocket science, it's actually it's pretty not, easy. Yeah. However, it's hard to get to it. Yeah. Right. People are people, right? You yeah. got to find out what what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I go back to the coaching. Each individual is different. Each level that they're at is different. And mm-hmm. so we have to find out what that is and what we need to, to correct. Yeah. Because everybody has something broken, you know. What do you do when you have, so some of the, our viewers probably have loan officers that work for them. Right. Um, what do you do when you have loan officers that are just not productive? Okay. Um, well, in the beginning, there needs to be an expectation set. So mm-hmm. it might be a, a 90 day or 120 day ride. Right. Right. So you're already set up for that mm-hmm. and you onboard them properly, which mm-hmm. most companies struggle with an onboarding process mm-hmm. um, that everyone that I've run. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and we're, we're perfecting ours. Uh, so you've got to have a really good onboarding. you got to wow them just as much as they need to wow you. Mm. You know, it's good because they're actually your client as well. You know, right, right, they're yeah. helping feed your family, too. So you need to wow them. Um, with whatever it is you, your model's about mm-hmm. um, and ha- make sure that they're following the steps that they need to do and following instruction so they've got that ride for 90 days so you have investment up front yeah yeah right and a lot of companies don't want to do that kind of investment because they're like well what if they don't work out mm-hmm. well what if they do <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right right you know so you gotta put your best foot forward and, and at least if you're hiring them you gotta hope that they're gonna do good right Right. 
And that goes back to the personality assessments as well. You know, yeah. you might want to plug into like a, a DISC uh, format or something. But what to, if you're like six months or eight months in and you didn't do all those good right? things and now you've got some unproductive loan officers? They're unproductive. Okay. Um, and what I've always done with agents is I literally put them on like a 60 day like performance improvement, almost like a corporate, but okay. I, I don't try to be corporate. A PIP, performance a PIP. In, That's right. improvement plan. Yeah. yeah. I've never been on one myself, but I have put a few people on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like a pip how do you do that to to the, where they're where it's positive because right. i think a lot of people get a pip and they're they're like oh man they want to get rid of me and i want to call it know. a positive imp- improvement plan. yes oh, okay that's what i want to call it and mm-hmm. um that's what i call it and so it is a positive and you create it it's positive and it's a coaching experience mm-hmm. for 90 days mm-hmm. right so they have to go back to square one and they have to go baby steps again and you give them that recharge mm-hmm. if they don't do it then then you got to release them to the marketplace because you're probably doing them a favor anyway yeah right it's true, it's true. At that point, you know, there's going to be investment. Let's hope you get it right out the gate, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Right. So I watched this show called Billions and there's a, a person. Do you ever watch that show? Billions? No, I have not. So there's a person on there who um, I forget her name, but she works for this hedge fund and she's a coach, but she works for the company <clears throat> and she's kind of like HR, but she's really a, a, a powerful coach. And it's so impactful what she does for the for the it's a hedge fund so they're all you know traders and you know but but whatever she does her coaching just completely changes their performance and uh, so i could see where that works does that resonate at all with like do you think companies should hire an an a coach that works at their office every day what's that book what's there's a book that's all about that and I can't think of it right now. One of my mentors says that that book reminds her of me. Mm-hmm. And I read it. I, was, I can't think. Of, I'll think of it hopefully in a moment. Uh, yeah. But yes. Someone that works at your office. In that's the company. In, in the company. And they are like the go-to. Like someone's bummed out that day. Go go see Julie or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was the idea around the productivity coaching program at mm-hmm. Keller Williams. Mm. Uh, where it was just a hyper-focused approach on that's all I did. And you go I see Julie and she just crank, she just right. gets you fired up and then sends you out. Right. Right. So we fire them up. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're a cheerleader, right? Yeah. Sometimes we deliver bad news. Sometimes yeah. we're, we, um, you know, it's tough love. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the person and the situation. Right. Um, so yes, I think that's key. You, you will have better retention and you'll have higher productivity. Interesting. That's how I took a company from negative million to eight and a half million in revenue in the first year is a you tough were, love. Were you that, were you that person in the I company? Was the, I was the be all end all. I was the, and I hired a recruiter. So that took that off of me yeah. and I had a, a broker. So I didn't have to worry about that. I had to grow and retain mm-hmm. people, right? Mm-hmm, and then take mm-hmm. care of my staff and um, nobody else in the past eight years had any success. It was losing money hand over fist. And I went in there and I asked the CEO, what do you want to see from me? And- uh, What did he say? He said, I want to see this thing you know, up over 7 million. And I'm okay. like, great, he didn't give me a timeline. Okay. And I did it in a year, I did eight and a half. Wow. And, um, it was the worst position I ever had, but the, the best. Well, okay, you made a huge impact. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried to micromanage me. Okay, um, and they're from they were based out of San Francisco, and I was here in San Diego, and they basically tried to micromanage me. So that's another thing you need to be aware of. There are people that are self starters that you know n- know their stuff. Now I didn't know their model. It's mm-hmm. very high tech based real estate incoming leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just came off of Keller Williams. It's a whole different world. Sure. However, I took that torch and brought it in and instilled the culture. Culture mm-hmm. is also important mm-hmm. that I think, um, you know, a coach can help with 
in your organization, or if you have a coach or you're the CEO of a company, you need to bring good culture to the company. Culture is huge. Yeah. yeah. So we can talk about that if you want to. I mean, we could probably talk for four hours. <laughs> there's so many good things to talk about. Oh, right? totally. Right. Well, so there's um, just some simple ingredients though, that I think are, are key. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's really good. Um, you've worked with a lot of successful realtors. Um, what, what would you say if you were a mortgage broker right now and you know, rates are good, uh, non QM is a new side of the business. That's what we're doing. But you're, you were, you know, okay, you know, the rates are going to go back down, right? You know, or sorry, you know, the rates are going to go back up at some point. What would you do to go out and make new referral sources? Like, how would you get it? Would, would you, would you go after, I mean, cause everyone goes after realtors, right? So there's probably some good ways to go after a realtor and some bad ways to go after a realtor. Yeah. yeah. Tell well, us about what you think would be the best way to approach. It depends. If they have a tr- success track record, mm-hmm. that's going to get the door open much quicker. Right. If they flat out don't know these realtors, they're trying to to touch. A lot of um, mortgage uh, officers um, out there lead with rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's always the best. Yeah. We signed everyone, up. everyone, then you can lose, you know, tomorrow if the next person has a lower rate. So it's, yeah. it's a little hard to. And to, that's how <clears> some <throat> of the consumers shop, right? Yeah. And when we're working with them on the real estate side, we're going, oh no, we have no idea who these this loan company is. They're somewhere online. Oh my gosh, you know, and they're a number. So we got to treat number one people like people, right? Right. So take the whole number equation out of it. So we've had a loan officer that we were using best rates ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when the rates were higher, but horrendous customer service. Yeah. Our name is on that. Yeah. Right. So the customer is our customer is the buyer. Mortgage mm-hmm. person is taking care of the loan. Yeah. They totally derail the whole thing. The mud gets slung at us. Mm-hmm. Up goes bad Yelp review mm-hmm. about us. Right. So you got to build that trust first. You do. And hopefully you have some success track record that'll get you in that door. Right. So how do you do that? Right. Right. So you, again, let's back up to you got to bring value, right? You got to mm-hmm. bring value. Maybe you're sending a video for tips for realtors. Maybe you're some way to pierce that door to get in that door with that realtor. It's not going to be the rate sheet. Yeah. Okay. They got to make sure that you're going to take good care of their clients. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. They got to trust you, like you said. And I think a lot of that comes from just relationship building. It like is. And it takes time. Yeah. Again, all of this takes time and most of us don't have the patience mm-hmm. for it. And you need to be consistent with it. And well, that kind of goes back to, to doing what you said, where it's like, it takes time. So you need to allow yourself to have time by shopping online by having an assistant take care of the light bulbs or having an electrician do that you know what i mean like you need to value your time so that and and not like i think so many of us someone told me one time busy is a choice mm-hmm. and we all are busy right we're all doing things we all can can make our lives busy and and eat up our time by little things mm-hmm. like that we choose to do the choice thing um and if we if we just value our time and keep it sacred and let our, all these little busy things like grocery shopping and doing our bills and you know checking our Facebook, all these little things that we think are so important, yeah. if, we, if we move those over and, and take the time that we need to invest into ourselves and into our business, right. I think we'll find a, a So I can give you better. a tip on how to accomplish that. Okay. Um, and anybody can do this. this is what mm-hmm. we do with you in coaching is we want to create and there's nothing a, there's nothing perfect about a schedule but let's create a perfect schedule 
And you can literally just take a spreadsheet, put Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. And why am I doing two? Well, one is going to be, what do I feel my perfect if I really carved everything out and mm-hmm. got that assistant and leveraged my grocery shopping and all those things, right. what would my perfect day look like? And, you know, there better be at least three hours of prospecting and following up in there. There right? has to be, yeah. And then there's got to be some appointment time. And those important dollar productive things need to be in that block of time. Mm-hmm. And you color code them, right? And then the next day, and you do it and you do it for the whole week. And then family time and family time at night, whatever that's going to be for you. Then the next day, you literally are journaling what you are actually doing because we're all creatures mm. of habit. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is that busy work. Those are all habits that you already have. Right. right? You're really, your subconscious doing it. Right. And you're not even aware that you're doing it. Do you go it. and get a juice every day? No, that was the first okay, time in well, like maybe months. Okay, well, maybe let's back that out, edit that out. <laughs> no, however, but, but no, some but people, I mean, they go right to Starbucks or whatever, yeah. right? So they just, they could go there and not even realize they went there because exactly. that's what they do or brushing your teeth, right? Yeah. So this busy stuff is the same thing. It's just, it's how we've trained our mind. Mm-hmm. So this schedule... And you must look at it every day. It can't be on your iPad or your computer or your iPhone. It has to be in front of you. And you literally have to adhere to journaling that for at least two weeks. And, and you then, can compare it? And you got to compare it. You, mm-hmm. you can put it on the computer, but you want to print it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have your color code so you can see how far you're off just by just looking at color. So if you got if you got green for prospecting and follow-up, but you're not seeing any green on that next day or the next day or the next day, mm-hmm. and that's every day on your perfect schedule yeah you got a problem man we got to figure this out right so we've got yeah. no wonder you don't have any money right, right, right. so what is it it's your activities that are going to breed your uh, bring your results right, right? and right. so over over time we don't want a business like this and i i know you know people that are on that roller coaster we want to mm-hmm. build a an exponential growth business right mm-hmm. so exponential growth and exponential is your results yep. so and it's not a perfect line it's just like an airplane flying across the country it doesn't go perfectly straight across the country to florida right. it it makes course correction all mm-hmm. along the way. What we don't want to happen is we don't want you to get off into, you know, flying off into some other Hit country, Cuba, yeah, right? And get shot down, right? <laughs> right? So that's what your schedule is. It's designed to help keep you between some yeah. kind of lines right. and keep you more consistent. And it makes you aware of what you're actually doing. It makes you super aware yeah. because we're not. Right. Right. And I'm I'm guilty of it, too. I keep falling back into my old habits sometimes. And and guess what? If you're not getting your workouts in, this is a great way to get that started. If you can at least nail that. Yeah. You can accomplish the rest of it. Right. right? So if you you say, I'm going to take a walk with my dog every day at 7 Mm a.m. And you haven't done it for like three years and your dog is like 20 pounds overweight. (laughs) And so are you. Try it. Mm-hmm. Get out there. Oh, yeah. Right? And you'll be surprised. You'll start to see those results. And here's why people give up. They don't see the results. Yes, that's true. Right? And yep. they go up. And subconsciously, they just go right back into their old habits. So having it visually in front of you, following the steps, and having someone look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's your wife or your, your manager. And that goes back to having a coach because... I think why people give up is because they don't have a coach. True. Right? They give up because they, oh, I don't see results. Uh, but if you would, if you had a coach, you'd well, go back. Well, they blame it on the coach. <laughs> yeah, or, or the coach. But, yeah, but, if you, but I think if you're like maybe a month in, yeah. you haven't seen results. and that, But then the coach is like, look, it doesn't take a month. It takes two or three months. Right. Just that reminder. Right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. 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 Exactly. And then you just keep going. Then yeah, then you will start seeing results. <clears throat> but I think you're the, the, that's a huge point that's amazing that like you got to be patient and you got to wait. I and mean, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to write it out because nobody really knows. You could tell me what you're yeah. doing and I'll be like, okay, you might want to try this. That's not good enough. It has to be literally looked at, yeah. examined and followed. Um, so yeah, that's just a tip that I think, I think anybody can do. I'd be surprised if we went back and looked 
and saw like what, and, and maybe we wrote down what we thought we were going to do. And then you go back and you look and see what you actually did. Like yeah. it'd be two such weeks. a, be a shocker. Just I think. do it for two weeks without, yeah. without like really judging it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that any organization can do that right now without a coach mm-hmm. and have a little mastermind group yeah. shaped. You know, like the brokers out there with their with their teams. Mm-hmm. I think they could do a little mastermind group around that and make it fun. Yeah. Right. And just make it a process. How would you make it fun? I think it'd just be fun for everybody to collectively get together and share how bad they're messing up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. And then hold each other accountable. Maybe they have accountability buddy, or it's mm-hmm. just the group. You know, there's just different little things you can do to cool. help tweak productivity. Mm-hmm. But one of it is teamwork, right? Yeah. And helping your fellow teammate do better right right so that creates bonds right and they might even be looking at one schedule and say oh my gosh i didn't know you like to surf <laughs> mm-hmm. dude i've been sitting next to you for two years you know yeah he's like well know. let's go surfing sometime yeah right that's cool well it's on my perfect schedule at 6 30 a.m every day wow it's on mine at seven i can make an exception let's go yeah right like so that. now they're out there surfing and they're masterminding about business mm-hmm. that yeah, we call those board meetings yeah those are board meetings well <laughs> i've never been on one of those boards it was one of my items that I wanted to do when I moved Mm -hmm. here back in 2005 and I still haven't done it. So I need to get out there. Yeah. Well, the warm, the weather's getting warmer. So you might, the water's cold. You might see you out on the, (laughs) you might see you out there I used to do triathlons out there. I used to see the shadows. Yeah. I'd be like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this happened here in San Diego recently. It's a little scary, but um, you never know when your time has come. Dress like a fish, you might become somebody's meal <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you don't want that um what do you think is a good way for a mortgage bro- broker to stand out from the crowd um again success leaves clues right getting some yeah. success being with a potentially I'm, I'm not so much about brand but brand might come into play in some mm-hmm. in some instance instances um having those reviews Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having some evidence, you have to have some evidence, right? Right. Right. And if you're new, get on the coattails of someone who has that. Yeah. That's the smart. It's super smart. Yeah. I've got to tell you the general public after being in management and coaching for 10 years of my sales career mm-hmm. out of 26, 27 years, I came out the gate just over a year and a half ago and aligned myself with somebody I actually mentored back in okay. 2005 and she's she was doing 50 transactions a year on her own just by herself and absolutely getting sick over the whole thing hmm. i came along and now we're going to be closing well over 100 this year Congrats. Um, and i've only been with her since oh actually may of last year so nice so that's what i'm saying about i didn't jump on her coattails because i needed leads yeah um Mine was very different because I was trying to decompress from the big corporate world, but I still have the passion to grow people. Mm-hmm. And so she helps me to to feed me with that. So find yes. what works for you and what mm-hmm. you're looking for mm-hmm. and go out and get it. Now, we have agents come to us wanting leads and I call it like crack. Give me some drugs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, running uh, Zip Realty, it was much like that. Okay. So it was all leads, right? And yeah. uh, so anyway, that's a whole nother story. But um, you attract that, though. See? Right, right. So if you're leading with, hey, I've got leads, don't do that. No. Right. Lead with what your success is. Lead mm-hmm. with with what that is. And that will attract the right people into your life. And that includes realtors to work with you. Mm. Um, so if you're not successful yet, get with somebody who is. That's smart. Right. Yeah. And make sure that you're getting that out there. The video here. I keep going back to this. you got to keep just putting them. you got to put it out there. Our, our industry is saturated. Yeah. There's. 
you know, everybody's got a real estate license. Everybody's doing mortgages. Yeah, you heard that Aunt Jackie's got a, you know, a real estate license. So she's just going to handle it for us, you know, or whatever. All that, You're like, right? Yeah. And okay. so same for mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I really think that the way to stand out is get a couple successes and let everybody know about it. Just like when we're farming in a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like an inside out uh, farming method where I'm not just beating them with a bunch of propaganda. I have a success. Mm-hmm. And then I tout that success as much as possible. Sure. I make yeah. phone calls in the neighborhood. I let them know we sold that house for more than anybody has since 1969. Yeah, that's um, good. Sold in two days. They wow. don't know that other houses are selling in two days. Right. right? I'm but, going but, out but there. But they're and, not hearing it, so they got to hear it from somebody. Nobody's right? yeah. telling the story. Right. Tell your story. Right. Right. It right. takes time, though. Have that patience. You might have to or want to buy some leads as well to... You should always have that infill stuff going mm-hmm. on, but don't put all your eggs in any one basket. You have to build different pillars in your business. That's good. Yeah. I love it. So um, what I usually ask my my viewers, the last question is, what's your favorite failure? And the reason I ask that is because we all have to have failures, right? To be successful, it's like, you know, the Thomas Edison, right? How many times did he fail making the light bulb? He, it wasn't it wasn't failure to him. It was, it was that many t- times that he found out a way not to make a light bulb, right? So like, what what would be something that you think was like your favorite failure, something that you learned a cool lesson from? Whoa, there's so many, and I know you've probably heard that before, um, because I believe anybody who's successful has failed right. several times. You have to have. Several times, right. and, and I'm not sure if I can call it a failure, but when I went into the seat at Zip Realty, mm-hmm. it was an unknown model, to me it's real estate, but it was an unknown model, um, they were, beating me up you would go to the board meetings and it was more about all the things you didn't do versus the great things that you did do right so it was right. like constant like stomach ache <laughs> yeah you don't <laughs> you want know? to go in there it was a horrible culture <laughs> mm. i had people in my face every day screaming at me Jeez. you know realtors angry over whatever right, right, and, right. and it took me a while to, but i also turned that around and that was the greatest success and nice. it was probably the best thing ever on my resume to be honest over all the things i've ever done it's and turning something around. Yeah. I left there on a high note. Um, they didn't excuse me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I I literally said, listen, I got to get back to my mojo because yeah. this model's not really speaks to me, even mm-hmm. though I did a lot of great things here. I'm thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Got to go. They didn't want me to leave, of course. Um, and it was it. So that and then a personal one. Um, I moved here. I had I was making well over $250,000 a year in Arizona, which is goes a lot further than $250,000 a year. I moved here and literally went bankrupt in five months. Wow. But I met my my life love and mm-hmm. I have a beautiful daughter, wow. which I would have never even experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to meet so many amazing people, but I got to tell you, it was living H-E double toothpicks in the beginning. And I'm like, yeah. why did I do that? I lost everything. Wow. And, uh, but I came over here without a plan. Mm-hmm. I just, one day after 41 years in Arizona said, I'm leaving. And I left. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. tell anybody. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell anybody. And it would have felt like a failure at the time, I imagine. It was a huge failure. And then you turned it around. I was starving. I, you know, I was working for Brian Buffini, nothing against him, but the salary was very low. And sure. I was like, whoa, I'm following my passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I not doing right? Right. <laughs> right so, right. Um, of course, he always welcomed me back if I ever wanted to come back. But I had to go after yeah. the first year because 
I wasn't financially making it. I was dying. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went and I created that productivity coaching program. So when times are tough, and Gary Keller says this, the seeds of failure are planted in the times of success. Mm. And then the seeds of success are planted in the times of failure. That's very cool. Did I say cool. that right? Because I now need lunch. <laughs> Did I say no, it right? No, I mean, that goes along with I think the, I last, said it right. the last uh, uh, guest we had was um, hard times create strong men. Yeah. You know, so, or strong people, right? Honor, so. honor the struggle. Yep. And also in structure, there is freedom. So mm-hmm. get your systems in place, you guys, and, and make sure you're getting the assistance you need. You, you can't mm-hmm. do it all. You're type A. You think you can. Yep. You can't do it all. Can't do it all. And, 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 and you're definitely not using leverage or scaling if you're just doing it all yourself. Yeah, you can't. You won't scale. Right. You'll burn out. I burn out once in my real estate career. Right. I basically was, just gave up. I'm like, I was selling so much real estate and I had a team and it was very, it, that was another failure, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, it, was, it was not a good thing to walk into my team and puke <laughs> negativity all over mm-hmm. them. No, um, I'll never so forget that. And so, but I recreated myself all, uh, we've all recreate, if you're not recreating yourself, you're dying. Like you yeah, got to constantly re-evolve. Reju- yeah. But um, yeah, so that's what I would say. That's my strongest advice is get that in order. Um, get that get perfect. Get an assistant, get a coach. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah, the right coach. The right coach. Yeah, yes, got, you, right you might have to not kiss a few toads to get that coach, but do your do your research. Well, thankfully, you know, like you said, Yelp and there's there's reviews out there. You can ask people. You could probably post something and say, "Hey, I need a coach." You know, does anyone have any good referrals? And then go with a referral, not just the person that go pops with the up referral, with that. You know, check it out and yeah. build a relationship with all those people. Right, right, right? Yeah. and stay in touch. That's right. Okay, that's very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you. Thanks for, for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you guys are looking for more content like this, we have a Fun Loans YouTube channel where we give away more tips, secrets, and origination ideas. You can also email us at info at funloans.com. And if you've made it this far, I think it's safe to say you like our content. So please subscribe, share, and send us your scenarios. Let's fund loans together.